0: Runo forty nine of Kalevala, the land of the heroes by Elias Lönnrot, Translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo forty nine. False and true moons and suns. Argument Ilmarinen forges a new moon and sun, but cannot make them shine bainamoinen discovers by divination that the moon and sun are hidden in the mountain of pohjola goes to pohjola and conquers the whole nation he sees the moon and sun in the mountain but cannot enter he returns home to procure tools with which to break open the mountain while imarinen is forging them the mistress of pohjola fearing that it may go ill with her releases the moon and sun when vinminen sees the moon and sun reappear in the sky he salutes them hoping that they will always go brightly on their course and bring happiness to the country still the sun was never shining neither gleamed the golden moonlight not in vinula's dark dwellings not in kalevala's broad heathlands frost upon the crops descended and the cattle suffered greatly and the birds of air felt strangely all mankind felt ever mournful for the sunlight shone no longer neither did there shine the moonlight though the pike knew well the pike-deeps and the bird-paths knew the eagle and the wind the vessel's journey yet mankind were all unknowing if the time was really morning or if perhaps it still was night-time out upon the cloudy headland and upon the shady island and the young men then took counsel and the older men considered how to live without the moonlight and exist without the sunlight in that miserable country in the wretched land of pohya and the girls took likewise counsel and their cousins too considered and they hastened to the smithy and they spoke the words which follow smith from neath the wall arise thou from the hearthstone rise o craftsman that a new moon thou mayst forge us and a new sun thou mayst make us ill it is without the moonlight strange it is without the sunlight from the hearth arose the craftsman from beneath the wall the craftsman that a new moon he might forge them and a new sun he might make them and a moon of gold constructed and a sun he made of silver came the aged vinminen and beside the door he sat them and he spoke the words which follow o thou smith my dearest brother what art thou in smithy forging hammering thus without cessation thereupon smith ilmarinen answered in the words that follow out of gold a moon i'm shaping and a sun of silver making in the sky i then will place them over six of starry heavens then the aged Vinamoinen answered in the words that follow o thou smith o ilmarinen what you make is wholly useless gold will never shine like moonlight silver will not shine like sunlight thus the smith a moon constructed and a sun completely finished eagerly he raised them upward raised them to the best position raised the moon to fir trees summit set the sun upon a pine tree from his head the sweat was streaming from his forehead sweat was falling with the greatness of his efforts and the weight that he was lifting Thus the moon was now uplifted, in his place the sun was stationed, moon amid the crown of fir-tree, sun upon a pine-tree's summit. But the moon shed forth no luster, and the sun was likewise rayless. Then the aged Vinminen spoke aloud the words which follow, Time it is the lots to shuffle, and the signs with care to question where the sun is hidden from us, and the moon has vanished from us then the aged vinminen he the great primeval sorcerer hastened older sticks to cut him and arranged the sticks in order and began the lots to shuffle with his fingers to arrange them and he spoke the words which follow and in words like these expressed him leave i ask of the creator seek an answer that misleads not tell me signs of the creator lots of jumala instruct me Where the sun is hidden from us, and the moon has vanished from us? Since no more, as time elapses, in the sky do we behold them. Speak, O lot, and tell me truly, with man's reason speak unto me. Speak thou faithful words unto us. Make thou faithful compacts with us. If the lot should lie unto me, then its worth I hold as nothing, and upon the fire will cast it, and will burn the signs upon it and the lot spoke words most faithful and the signs made answer truly for they said the sun was hidden and the moon was also sunken deep in pohiela's stone mountain and within the hill of copper quynamoinen old and steadfast uttered then the words which follow i to pohiela must journey on the path of Pohja's children and will bring the moon to shining and the golden sun to shining forth he journeyed and he hastened unto Poyola's dark regions and he walked one day a second and at length upon the third day came in view the gate of pohya and appeared the rocky mountains then with all his strength he shouted as he came to pohya's river bring me here a boat directly which will take me o'er the river as his shouting was not heeded and no boat for him provided wood into a heap he gathered and the dead twigs of a fir tree on the shore he made a fire and thick clouds of smoke rose upward to the sky the flame rose upward and the air the smoke ascended lohi pohiela's old mistress came herself into the window and at the sound's opening gazing then she spoke the words which follow what's the flame that's burning yonder where the sound of sorry opens for a camp too small i think it but tis larger than a fisher's Then the son of Poya's country hurried out into the open, and he looked about and listened, seeking thus for information. On the river's other margin is a stately hero marching. Then the aged Vinamoynen once again commenced his shouting, ''Bring a boat, O son of Poya! Bring a boat for Vinamoynen!'' Answer made the son of Poya, and in words like these responded, ''Here the boats are never ready. You to row must use your fingers.'' and must use your hands for rudder crossing pohja's deep river then the aged vinminen pondered deeply and reflected not as man should he be reckoned who retreats upon his pathway like a pike in lake then plunging Poenlike like in sluggish river through the sound he swam right quickly speedily the strait he traversed and he moved one foot a second and he reached the shore of pohja then spoke out the sons of pohja and the evil army shouted go into the yard of pohja and on this the yard he entered then exclaimed the sons of pohja and the evil army shouted enter now the house of pohja and on this the house he entered on the floor his foot he planted grasped he the door handle firmly forced his way into the dwelling and beneath the roof he entered there the men the mead were drinking and the honey drink imbibing all the men with swords were girded and the heroes aimed their weapons at the head of vinminen thus to slay suvantolainen then they questioned the intruder in the very words that follow what's your news you wretched fellow what's your need o swimming hero Vainamoinen, old and steadfast answered in the words which follow of the moon are curious tidings of the sun are wondrous tidings where is now the sun imprisoned whither has the moon been taken answered then the sons of pohja and the evil army answered thus it is the sun is hidden sun is hidden moon imprisoned in the stones of many colours in the rocks as hard as iron and from this escape they cannot and release shall never reach them then the aged vinminen answered in the words that follow if the sun from rock ascends not nor the moon from rocky mountain let us join in closest conflict let us grasp our trusty sword-blades sword they drew and tried their sword-blades drew from out the sheaths their weapons at the point the moon was shining on the hilt the sun was shining on the back a horse was standing at the knob a cat was mewing after this the swords they measured and they thus compared their weapons and the sword of aged vinu was a little trifle longer longer as a grain of barley as the width of straw stalk. longer out into the yard they hastened on the grass to meet in conflict and the aged vinminen struck a blow with lightning swiftness struck a blow and struck a second and he sheared like roots of turnips off he shore like heads of flax plant heads of all the sons of Pohja. then the aged vinminen sought for where the moon was hidden likewise would release the sunlight from the rocks of varied colour, from the depths of steely mountain, from the rocks as hard as iron. Then he walked a little distance, but a very little distance, when he saw a copse all verdant, in the copse a lovely birch tree, and a large stone block beneath it, and a rock beneath the stone block, and there were nine doors before it, in the doors were bolts a hundred. In the stone, a crack perceiving in the rocksome lines engraven, then he drew his sword from scabbard on the coloured stone he scraped it with the sharp point of his sword-blade with his gleaming blade, he scraped it till the stone in two divided, and in three he quickly split it. Vinmoen, old and steadfast, looked into the stone, all pictured many serpents ale were drinking in the wart the snakes were writhing in the coloured stone were hiding in the cracks of liver-colour finnamoinen old and steadfast uttered then the words that follow thus it is the hapless mistress has so little ale acquired for the snakes the ale are drinking in the wart the snakes are writhing off he cut the heads of serpents broke the necks of all the serpents, and he spoke the words which follow, and in words like these expressed him. Never while the world existeth, from this very day henceforward let our ale by snakes be drunken, and our malt drink by the serpents. Then the aged Vinamoinen, he the great primeval sorcerer, sought with hands the doors to open, and the bolts by spells to loosen. But to hands the doors would yield not, by his spells the bolts were moved not. Then the aged Vinminen spoke his thoughts in words that follow. Man unarmed is weak as woman, weak as frog without a hatchet. And at once he wended homeward, head bowed down in great vexation, for the moon was not recovered, neither had the sun been captured. Said the lively Lemminkainen, O thou aged Vinminen, wherefore didst forget to take me as your very trusty comrade? i had brought the locks to creaking and the bars asunder broken and released the moon for shining and had raised the sun for shining bainamoinen old and steadfast answered in the words that follow unto spells the bolts will yield not and the locks my magic breaks not strength of hands will never move them and no strength of arm will force them to the smith's forge then he wandered and he spoke the words which follow o thou smith o ilmarinen forge me now a mighty trident and a dozen hatchets forge me and a bunch of keys enormous from the stone the moon to rescue from the rock the sun deliver thereupon smith ilmarinen he the great primeval craftsman forged the hero what he needed and a dozen hatchets forged him forged a bunch of keys enormous and of spears a mighty bundle not too large and not too little but of middle size he forged them. Lohi, Poyola's old mistress, old and gap-toothed dame of Poya, then with wings herself provided and extended them for flying. Near the house at first was flying, then her flight extended further, straight across the lake of Poya unto Ilmarinen's smithy. Then the smith his window opened, looking as if the wind was blowing. Twas no wind that there was blowing, but a hawk, and grey in colour thereupon smith ilmarinen spoke aloud the words that follow bird of prey what brings thee hither sitting underneath my window hereupon the bird spoke language and the hawk at once made answer o thou smith o ilmarinen thou the most industrious craftsman truly art thou very skilful and a most accomplished craftsman thereupon smith ilmarinen answered in the words that follow but indeed tis not a wonder if i am a skilful craftsman for twas i who forged the heavens and the arch of air who welded hereupon the bird spoke language and the hawk at once responded what is this o smith thou makest what o blacksmith art thou forging thereupon smith ilmarinen answered in the words that follow tis a neck-ring i am forging for the aged crone of Pohja, that she may be firmly fettered to the side of a great mountain lohi pohya's old mistress old and gap-toothed dame of pohya felt on this her doom was coming on her head the days of evil and at once to flight betook her swift to pohya escaping from the stone the moon released she from the rock the sun released she then again her form she altered and to dove herself converted and her flight again directed unto ilmarinen smithy to the door in bird form flying lit as dove upon the threshold thereupon smith ilmarinen asked her in the words which follow why o bird hast thou flown hither dove why sitst thou on the threshold from the door the wild bird answered and the dove spoke from the threshold here i sit upon the threshold that the news i now may bring thee from the stone the moon has risen from the rock the sun is loosened thereupon smith ilmarinen hastened forth to gaze around him and he stood at doris smithy gazing anxiously to heaven and he saw the moon was gleaming and he saw the sun was shining then he went to Vainamoinen, and he spoke the words which follow o thou aged Vainamoinen, thou the great primeval minstrel come to gaze upon the moonlight come to gaze upon the sunlight now they stand in midst of heaven in their old accustomed places. Vinemoinen old and steadfast hurried out into the open, and at once his head uplifted and he gazed aloft to heaven. Moon was risen, sun was loosened, in the sky the sun was beaming. Then the aged Vinemoynen made a speech without delaying, and he spoke the words which follow, and in words like these expressed him Hail, O moon who beamest yonder thus thy fair cheeks well displaying golden sun who risest yonder sun who once again arisest golden moon from stone delivered fairest sun from rock arisen like the golden cuckoo rise you like the silver dove arise you lead the life ye led aforetime and resume your former journeys rise forever in the morning from this present day hereafter bring us always happy greetings that our wealth increases ever Game forever in our fingers, fortune at the points of fish-hooks. Go ye on your path with blessings, go ye on your charming journey. Let your crescent now be beauteous. Rest ye joyful in the evening. End of Runo 49 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine.